0: Thank At the end of the age, I'm afraid I feel this right upon us. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean You say that I'm cool I'm like, yeah, that's true I believe Objects in, in the sky Just that i don't, don't know, know what exactly what they are don't really know my mental Let me give you the picture like stencils Falling out in a drought No cold rain, was I'm down See that paint was all around See my mold was kind of lounge Didn't know which, which way to turn slow was cool, but I still felt burnt Energy up, you can feel my surge I'ma kill everything like this Ooh. purge Let's just get this straight for a second. I'ma work. Even if I don't get paid for depression, I'ma get, get it. Do exactly as I say and listen but moving like it's put this shit in a frame. Better know I don't blame everything that I say, man. I seen you deep play. Let me elevate this in the frame. Have you walking on the plane? Hey guys, you're watching No Way Jose, you can find this on the No Way Jose YouTube channel, all the major odd packagers, and odd, or Rumble as well, and Odyssey, I uh, just haven't been mentioning them as much recently, feels like it's kinda dead, but whatever, if you like Odyssey, do that as well too. Uh, today, no guests, I'm going solo, I do wanna give a little apology to my patrons, and I guess the you know the public as well, I've been uh, kinda slacking this week with my normal schedule dropping these, cause uh, just been a little bit under the weather, and then between the holidays and stuff, just kinda hard to get, get one in. Uh, like I said, I'm doing a solo episode. The topic today is uh, I'm doing like Fed infiltration to the like the alien UFO world. Uh, this is basically a little disclaimer. This is basically just straight up coming right out of this sucker right here. Uh, Aberration in the Heartland, are real. I just finally got around to finishing that uh, end notes and all. Um, and I'm, so I wanna, the disclaimer is I'm not some you know expert at all. It just is coming from this. But anyone who's read the end notes portion of Aberration. No, it was pretty damn thorough so whatever if you guys have disagreements whatever with any of the things i say uh, you guys can uh, definitely whatever put stuff in the comments but just want to make sure i'm not trying to put bamboozle you guys and think i'm some sort of expert i've run a ton of books or anything this is really probably the only book i've really read where it has went this in depth into this specific thing which. I mean, it really speaks to how great this book is. It really is a really dope book. Uh, a lot of different stuff. And as I went through it, as I was reading it, I was there were you know, multiple times I was like, geez, here's here's a, here's a totally a podcast right here. Yeah, I definitely got to talk about this. And this was one of them. This was the first one. I have a few other ones. I think the next one will probably be Bangurder, the Johnny Bangirder, his story. I don't even know if that's the right way to pronounce it. His is pretty interesting. Uh, but this one right here will probably be a two-parter. It's I thought I'd get it done in one, but I just was digging through this to kind of like take notes. Jeez, this thing is dense. So uh, there is a lot in this. So this will be probably a two-parter. This one will be kind of going more of the background, maybe the earlier timeline stuff. And the next one will kind of go into like the 50s to like modern day type stuff. Uh, then also like individual examples of kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, I do want to give credit for that intro. That's from my buddy. He's actually one of my sponsors. That's uh, uh, at Jolly on Klebold. And I do want to remind uh, people how this works. Um, for my patrons, you guys usually get this roughly about a week later. Uh, this one will probably be a little bit early because like I said, a little less than a week because my schedule is a little jacked up with being sick and all. Uh, but uh, how this works, like I said, early for my patrons, they get the live stream. Uh, the lowest level for that, if you just want the early stuff, is two bucks. But there's a bunch of different levels, the highest being the sponsor level. And I read those guys off every episode. I have my co host on Tower Gang uh, Toad at Tower Gang Toad. I also have at Abrogate D's, then Kevin B. Clark, who's a full time guitarist and private music teacher in the New York area. So if you're looking for that, hit him up. Uh, and if you want to get in contact with them, you can hit me up. Uh, Then at Z-O-V-E-R-A-C-K, then at underscore Infinite Zeal, then Jacob Daniel of the Biblical Anarchy Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter, at Biblical Anarchy. Uh, I just wanted his show recently. I think it's going to be about a little less than a month before that comes out. And as I also mentioned, my buddy Tim Tuttle with the handle at Jolly on Klebel. Definitely go and follow if you like those intros uh, that I use so frequently. Definitely go hit him up. Uh, Yeah, also do remind you guys, toplabs.com, use Jose Jose at checkout for 10% off. If you want to get my merch, other show merch, you know, other stuff that's not show related that's merch, uh, go get that stuff. But, like I said, this is, uh, I'm kind of covering the Fed, uh, Fed infiltration of UFO stuff. And I guess I I had a, uh, one of my patrons asked a question, which is one of the, you know, that's the $5 level. And sometimes, depending on what I'm doing, I'll open it for the $2 level as well. Uh, Allow them to ask questions for these. Uh, and he said, this is my buddy uh, Tim Tully, he said, I'm sure Richard Doty and Paul ben- Benowitz uh, will be brought up, which is feature in feature Aberration. Yes, those will come up in the next episode. He says, so as my question would be, is it possible to separate the misinfo, secret covert ops from the if any legitimate UFO claims? And said, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. I know this will be coming out after Thanksgiving. But uh, that's kind of what I found so intriguing about this entire topic, really, was... Once you really start digging into it and the level to which, uh, you know, this area, this realm has been infiltrated, you realize, Jesus Christ, there is like almost no telling fact from fiction. Um, And, you know, even the stuff that may seem like fact has, you know, a lot of times been influenced by other fiction. So it's it's it has been psyop through and through. This is probably one of, if not the most uh, thoroughly psy-opt realms there is uh and and i you know once again another disclaimer i'm not even trying to make the claim there aren't aliens or that you know uh they haven't visited us in the past i always thought the ancient alien theory was always kind of cool uh you know and it's but uh at the end of the day like they're like any claim coming out of there is borderline useless in my opinion at this point so uh, I mean, I don't know what you do with that. Going from there, uh, it, 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 but it is an interesting, interesting thing to look into, uh, and that's what we'll be getting into. Like I so said, this will be a two-parter. Uh, I wanted to start off with, as I said, I'm, I'm pulling this from aberration. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm basically straight up, almost paraphrasing, pulling the same format. Uh, A lot of that stuff, but you know, it's a testament to how good the book is. But I want to start off with because you know, I I thought this was a good starting point uh, because for one, it just really interests me the kind of the 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 philosophies or religions undergirding a lot of the deep deep uh, you know UFO stuff, and then also kind of a lot of the overlap between like the white power movement type stuff. Because uh, if, you know, this, you know, anyone knows, Aberrations kind of, it's a, a lot about OKC kind of specifically. It's Aberration, Heartland, The Real, The Secret Lives, the McVeigh. So it's specifically about McVeigh. But, you know, obviously McVeigh, he kind of hung out with these right wing, a lot of white power movement type individuals. So it's just kind of interesting to see this overlap and both of which are very heavily infiltrated areas. Uh, so, it, it yeah, I, I, so I think it's interesting to kind of look at what undergirds all of this. Uh, and to start off with, uh, let's talk about um, in the 18th century, kind of where this, a lot of this, the philosophy starts off with. This is uh, the Theosophical Society is what it's called. Um, and this is, was founded by Helena Petrov, eh, that's one a name, Petrova Blavatsky. Uh, and she's kind of who started that. And the idea, um, the key point with this is it kind of ties into, you kind of see the overlap between race and, and like alien concepts because they start making the ideas of like, you know, different races and how we're almost borderline separate species. Uh you so you can kind of start to see where the alien idea kind of starts to get interplay. And you'll see even more here. All right, with the Theosophical Society, and I don't have a deep understanding of this, people can go look into this deeper, uh, but uh, the way, essentially, it, believe, it looks at the history of humanity as like a seven root races, is what they call them. Uh, one for each continent, and represent different stages of human development. Uh, first comes from the moon, uh, they appear on Earth in their, their ethereal form, so they don't even have a physical form. And then later, the Lemurians, who were the first to take human form... Uh, and uh, and having gender, all that stuff, and they're kind of supposed to represent South Asia and then also black Africans by that lore. Um, It goes also what happens with the Lemurians, which is an interesting point, because you can kind of see a lot of, you know, crossover between other actual existing religions as well. Uh, So with the Lemurians, they started mating with animals, uh, creating a lower race of unintelligent, uh, you know, mongrels is how it's put in the book. Uh, And which has a lot of overlap with anyone who's familiar with the Nephilim, which, you know, that's like Book of Enoch stuff. It's also some in Genesis too, I believe, uh, which were like the race of giants who then bred with men. Well, not the race of giants. They were uh, supposed to be angels, like fallen angels that bred with men, which then created giants, which I believe the giants were considered the Nephilim. Uh, and then you know, successive generations supposedly kept breeding with humans, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, so, kind of demeaning their themselves as being angels to kind of create these, uh, you know, abhorrent things. You know, these uh, monstrosities. Uh, so, and you can kind of see the angle that people may take with that Lemurians. Uh, kind of breeding with lower race, and then obviously the, the implication being that these are the, you know, South Asia uh, blacks, <laughs> so, like, the idea being that, like, these are the descendants implying that these are, like, kind of subhuman is kind of the implication by this Uh, or, or, you know, one way you could probably take it, because a lot of these probably have a lot of different interpretations, and not all of them necessarily have to be bad, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, like, a deep theosophical guy, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just through and through, just the worst possible interpretation. But, uh, yes, and then who comes next? And then the Venetians, which were another race that supposedly came along. uh, They were supposed to be in Egypt, ancient Egypt, uh, they they were the ones who get supposedly helped the Lemurians make Egypt, which that has a lot of crossover with a lot of ancient alien type theory stuff. You know the the idea that like the aliens came down and helped out with with that type thing. Uh, and then I guess for the Venetians, they were the ones who inhabited Atlantis, it sank to the ocean, so they kind of, you know, sort of faded out from, you know, being a anything of note so far as a race. I mean, maybe some people might say some Venetians are around somewhere is maybe their understanding. I'm not sure. Uh, and because of that, a fifth race took, took over to kind of take the lead as like the head race, and that was the Aryans, you know. That's very on the nose. People know what Aryans are about. Uh, And then later, I guess around the Victorian age, the Anglo-Saxons kind of took over. Uh, So I think it's pretty easy for people to see. And I want to emphasize that it's not necessarily saying that like with each successive race, they're supposedly superior to the other. But obviously, you know, some people may say certain ones are more superior to the other. It's kind of a little bit open to interpretation. And then according to Theosophy, there's a sixth and seventh root races, which are they're supposed to be, you know, coming along eventually, that they're slowly emerging. Uh, you know, I guess sometimes it's there's different interpretations of how, whether it be divine in, in intervention, intervention, which could be interpreted as like genetic manipulation or, you know, aliens, stuff like that. Um, yes, and that that's supposed to coincide with like an apocalypse whenever this comes around, almost like, I don't know, like a, you know, a, a new cycle type thing or, you know, another turning or whatever. Um, so... Yeah, the, do, 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 let me see, what else, Did you, oh, another key point with this is this is the, the theosophy idea very much plays into the Nazis, <laughs> which uh, anyone who follows along with Fed stuff, uh, yeah, uh, the, the uh, everyone knows Operation Paperclip, and they kind of, so it's kind of, this kind of becomes this chicken egg thing, like, which it's almost like a circular thing of infiltration, you go like... A lot of the, the the paperclip stuff, which obviously a lot of people follow that. There's a lot of Fed connections there with the paperclip stuff. They kind of got involved in other ones. So it's like you can kind of almost call that like a right-wing sort of infiltration that then, you know, kind of then comes to an alien. Once you're a right-wing, then to an alien. And, it, you know, they just kind of all over the place when you look at infiltration. They infiltrate all sorts of weird stuff. Um, but, yes, Um so you can kind of see how the roots with this concept, the theosophy, kind of, you can kind of see loosely maybe how some of this might undergird some of the, the alien concepts. Um, yes, so like I said, with the Nazis, they're the ones who they were, like a lot of people are aware of them, that they were, you know, associated with them. Uh, like they were supposedly trying to, there's always you know, rumors of the Nazis trying to make contact with aliens, or maybe they did make contact with aliens, there's all such a lore there. Um, it's also interesting to note that, uh, you know, this kind of gets at the point I was sort of alluding to with the, you know, the paperclip stuff with Nazis, fed infiltration, uh, and to be clear, I'm not making any assertions, I'm just saying you can kind of see the patterns there if you're someone who follows along with a lot of stuff. Uh, in the 1950s, the uh, one of the founders of the kind of the the uh, the contactee movement, kind of the, the, the initial like a lot of the alien movement stuff, uh, was founded by a white supremacist theosophist <laughs> following the World War, the uh, World War Two. So you know you can kind of see that. Uh, this is also a lot of times this these you know where you hear anyone's follow a lot of alien stuff, you'll hear things like Greys, Martians, Nordics. Uh, the different types of lizard people, or whatever, all these different alien races. A lot of this kind of loosely ties in vibe-wise with the the idea of, like, kind of the theosophy, all the different races, or or maybe these are even possibly following subsequent, the sixth and seventh root races. Um, Yes. Um, All right. So let's move on. Uh, also, with the Aryan thing, a key point I'd like to bring up is that the a lot of some of the lore with the the air the the uh like the nazi stuff the Aryans. so the, i mean i guess it goes into nazis or like the modern day neo-nazi concepts is that some of them have this idea that there was some sort of shared heritage with the Aryans, the root race i was getting at earlier uh with uh, some of the aliens so kind of uh, you know somewhat alluding to their superiority because they come from some sort of an you know uh, advanced civilization uh there that's where their roots come from uh, so that that might be some of the borderline under, underlying claims to their their betterness. Um, but yeah, and these things o- over time kind of morphed into other things. Uh, the you know uh, one of the other ones is the uh, later it became the church universal and triumphant CUT, which is like a later uh, you know almost a direct descendant of theosophy. Uh, and in this one, and this is where you can kind of see more alienish, more, more of the underlying, you know, Nazi ideology, or, uh, maybe what's a different word than just using Nazi, because I feel like it's being lazy, uh, racist or Nazi, but just the, the race superiority concept, um, and in this, in this, uh, you know, I guess you would call it like a, Philosophy, religion, whatever. In this one, they they believe that there was an ungodly counterfeit race of human automatons, which is kind of implied. Those are the Jews, and they walk around the earth, but because of their wickedness, they are destined for destruction. Uh, they these this also this uh, group had a lot has had a lot of issues with the the federal authorities, which. I know, for me, I'm not necessarily saying that means there is any sort of infiltration, but it kind of makes me think there probably was uh, whenever you have some sort of entity that has, you know, Having a lot of issues like that, they they you know they had weapons stockpiles, a lot of IRS stuff, stuff along those lines. It's also you know little side note. McVeigh made a you know made a trip to there. He's which anyone who's read aberration he made a trip to a lot of places and a lot of weird places. Uh, you know part of why this portion's included in the book is because he kind of had a little weird foray into the UFO realm. Uh, you know so he was also kind of digging around with these individuals who kind of had this. Um, racist religions, less philosophy, slash whatever you want to call it. Uh, and so he was kind of hanging out with these groups. And then these ones, you know, another, the, this, the CUT group is very similar to Christian identity, which is another kind of similar, uh, you know, similar to theosophy type thing. Uh, And this is, most notably, is the residents of Elohim City uh, were known for being practicers of this. I mean, it's a little bit of hodgepodge. Elohim City was kind of this right-wing, racist, uh, white power movement. There was also religious stuff. It was supposed to be kind of like a sort of religious area, but not necessarily everyone was there. It was almost like a safe haven somewhat. But there were definitely religious figures there, and they were linked highly with Christian identity, if not straight-up Christian identity. Uh, and with this one, uh, right, this one, this one's a fun one. Uh, all right, the idea with the with the with with the Christian identity is, let me see how how do, <laughs> that essentially in the Bible Eve created two separate you know uh, you know bloodlines, uh, one with her husband Adam who was an Aryan according to this, and the other with the serpent, and this is what created to them uh the jews essentially uh with the with adam obviously this is uh this creates the arians like i said the humans and according to this belief system that those are the only real legitimate humans while the offsprings of satan uh are you know they walk around human form but they're actually demonic imposters on a mission to enslave and destroy the arians or that the descendants of adam uh (laughs) And yes, so those people, according to them, they call themselves Jews in order to trick everyone and to try to act as if they're the chosen people of God. Now, you may ask, okay, well, now we have Jews, we have the whites or the Aryans or whatever you want to call it, because I guess white's kind of open-ended. Now, what does that mean? What about what, what all the other races? Well, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, My Rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. According to them, this is where it gets a little bit weirder, Uh, the non-whites, non-Jews were other races that were essentially, they called them mud people, uh, which are the offspring of other creatures, uh, you know, that kind of descended during that period of time that came down, uh, that they were like essentially children of Lucifer's other angels. The other fallen angels, so there are ch- other children of fallen angels. So obviously now you're seeing more ties with like Nephilim and other stuff. Um, so yeah, so th- those are the other races. And the idea with the other races, essentially, they're kind of, uh, I guess you could almost say they're almost kind of stupid, subhuman, whatever. And the <laughs> in this idea, the Jews kind of, uh, you know, have have taken these groups and essentially used them in their in their eternal mission against the whites. And yeah, with that. I'm trying to think of there's any other. <laughs> uh, yes, I know this all sounds kooky, but this will make sense, I think, as you start to understand the interplay between these things. And I, I kind of have a point when I get to get to the end of the religion stuff that may make it a little bit more sense. But, but, uh, but, bu- bu- bu, what else? Oh yes, also those uh, the other races in this in this concept. They were supposed. They were almost like. A, anyone who's familiar with with uh, Christianity knows the the Garden of Eden, Adam, Eve. They were there, and according to that, God gave uh, us dominion over all the all the animals, everything in there. And in that, these other races, the non whites, non Jews, were supposedly uh, essentially included among that. So the idea is that essentially the whites, uh, you know, have dominion all over all races. But the, G- the the evil Jews came and and took took them, <laughs> have kind of taken them under their wing, and they are have rebelled against us. And so essentially, it's us against everybody. The whites against everybody. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if this will take it off YouTube because <laughs> I feel like it may at some points come off as of I'm trying to uh, you know advocate for this. I'm not. I'm just explaining. Just clear that up for the YouTube censors. Just letting you know. Uh, so yes, there. <laughs> This stuff is, is all silly. Uh, it comes off as very silly, which is kind of my point. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the end of the, the religious stuff. I think that's important for people to understand a lot of this, like, somewhat—and I'm not even trying to make the point that these are actually, like, prominent or large movements or anything. But they're there, and they tend to have a lot of interplay between the white power stuff. And— I just kind of, I feel like, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, not everybody, I've kind of strayed away from libertarian theory. A lot of times so far as like on coverage of my show, a lot of people know I am a libertarian, I'm anarchist, whatever you want to call it. Um, and when it comes to like economics, we, we talk about a lot of times, so there's distortions in the market and the government creates distortions. I think in some senses, what we're seeing here with these things are distortions because like, I, I have a hard time even explaining these because it just sounds so fucking silly. Um, and i just struggle to believe i mean i guess maybe i mean i'm sure there are people out here that take these ideas they run with them they think they're great but for the most part these sound really silly to me Uh, and i think for most people they sound really silly so the idea that they have gotten any sort of note whatsoever sounds like a distortion to me the same thing goes for like white power movements i think that is part of it. The distortions in the market have created this. The infiltrations. And that's what we're going to get into now. All right, let me take a drink of water. Sorry, guys. I don't normally do solo episodes. These feel so weird. It feels like I'm talking to myself. It's so much better when I have a guest. But I got to flex these muscles, got to work on it. Uh, and the more I do it, the better I'll get at it, I guess. But all right, let's get into it. All right, boom, 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 boom. All right, in the mid to late 1940s, that's when the sightings start happening of the UFOs. Um, and in 1947, that's when the U.S. Air Force created Project Sign to study the UFOs and determine what if there was any threats, anything along those lines. And they determined in that that they did not pose any sort of threat, but that UFO investigations should remain under the control of the military. And they can obviously the sightings continued, uh, you know, and then from there and then from 1947, 1948 project sign became uh, project grudge, but unlike, uh, you know, but unlike uh, sign, they began with the position that the UFOs don't exist and the sightings were mass hallucinations. Uh, and because of that, uh, <laughs> you know, this created uh, more, almost made the public more suspicious. People weren't buying this nonsense, which uh, I don't blame them. Um. And and then here and oh yeah the, the key point I wanted to bring up here too as well is that people they they were worried that these might get into the ideas of advanced military aircraft and that maybe the Soviets can find out about it so this is like the key point the government was you know in their uh, documents they were mentioning they were concerned about that they were very concerned that, that this these sort of things could be uncovered. And to grant uh grant some credence to the UFO individuals out there, there also could be that they had aliens or they had things along those lines and are also trying to skirt in uh, you know skirt the uh, eyes away from that. So these these aren't mutually exclusive positions. So you know I know there might be some people out there like they people are really into alien stuff. And as I mentioned before, I kind of somewhat am too I'm open to these ideas but just the point is that yeah these, these aren't mutually exclusive these these this can be occurring while they're also possibly doing these other things all right and then all right uh, boo, 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 boo. Um, and then in 1951 uh, Harry Truman because they, they obviously the you know, as I mentioned, they almost had like blowback from these continued denials. And from there, it just kind of it built up this public tension to where they're like, what the heck is going on here? The government's lying to us. So in 1951, Harry Truman created the Psychological Strategy Board. And the purpose of this was to mess around with American culture uh, in general, all sorts of uh, aspects of life. Uh, to promote the American way of life and neutralize uh, documents hostile to foreign objectives. Uh, so this obviously pl- was played a part in messing around with UFO stuff. So this is kind of where they start really. I mean, and to be fair, they probably were to some extent prior, but this is where they really started like more semi-officially, uh, you know, messing around with the market, if you will. All right. All right, by the time it was cr- when it was created in 1951, uh, the, like the UFO sightings keeps going up, keeps going up. And, and to some extent I would say this probably was because of the denial. This kind of great increased somewhat of paranoia. So people were probably looking for it more. There probably also were false reports more often. Uh, so it's, it's hard to tell to what extent there was more legitimate. But also, there was during this period of time where there was a lot of, uh, lot of stuff going on. So they probably were working a lot of experimental stuff as well. So it might be why there was more sightings there. All right. Um, so in 1952, I thought this was interesting. The CIA director, Walter B. Smith, wrote to director Raymond Allen. That he was transmitting to the National Security Councils a proposal in which has concluded that the problems associated with unidentified flying objects appear to have implications for psychological warfare as well as intelligence operations. I suggest that we discussed, that we discuss at a board meeting the possible offensive, that's a key word I think people should pay attention to, and defense of utilization of these phenomena for psychological warfare purposes. And then in 1953, the CIA decides to create a panel to look into this. Um, So they were using the... Oh, I think I accidentally skipped over the blue book. I f- totally forgot. From Project Grudge turned into blue book in 1952. And that's also where the military made the unauthorized re- unauthorized release of UFO information a crime. Obviously, this applies. I would assume this only applies to people within the government because, I mean, how are you going to criminalize someone who just sees a UFO reporting it? But yes, within the government. This is when they made it illegal. So I, sk- I accidentally skipped over something there. So just backing up a little bit. All right. 1953. Uh, the, the CIA creates a panel, and the, one of the people that heads this up is uh, a scientist named uh, Dr. Howard P. Robinson. He was one of the U.S. scientists who was kind of getting all the U- the Nazi research at the close of World War II, so he's interacting with a lot of people. He also was a Caltech scientist, which uh, anyone who's read Aberration knows why that's interesting. Caltech was kind of this uh, private Sort of group, but you know, with government connections, that kind of does a lot of spooky testing and stuff. There's a lot of lore there between. So yes, and there's ties into McVeigh. McVeigh worked there for a while, so it's worth mentioning that he was also a Caltech, uh, Caltech guy. Um, and during this, he they recommended that close, surveillance and close monitoring of UFO groups. Uh, which you know, so we see how this is progressing throughout how you know within the within the government how this is kind of intensifying and then obviously they somewhat create their problem as they go. Um, they also one, one key point is they were trying to convince the public that the one of the key points there is that this was natural phenomenon. So then they were using mass media to accomplish this as well. So they were still dicking around with that, trying to kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Essentially, they were trying to pull the wool over the uh, over the over the USA's or the United States' eyes, the citizens of the United States, uh, to get them to believe that this was just natural stuff that was happening. That were, this is all explainable. Uh, this is also around the time they started messing around and creating bogus disinfo uh, and kind of essentially trying to make people seem crazy. <sighs> Yeah, it's to muddy the waters, creating noise, a surplus information and bogus documentation, da ta shaf. I don't even know how you, if that's the right way to pronounce that. Known in the business as disinfo. So there's a period of time when they start doing these sorts of things. All right, and now let's kind of get into some of the things they were doing, <laughs> and and we'll this is just kind of broad strokes, and then later you know in few, in the next episode I'll we'll I'll provide more specific examples. Um, in this, uh, the UFO sighting, they started staging UFO UFO sightings and uh, encounters with extraterrestrials, uh, and uh, yeah, the the, I, the idea being is to study them. Uh, so they're gonna they're literally creating these situations so they can study the the citizenry to try to determine how they will react, who they'll tell stuff along those lines. And then also, another thing they started doing is they started infiltrating a lot of these UFO groups that kind of sprouted up as a result of this pushback. Uh, And uh, they started infiltrating them using kind of men in black is what may be the way that, you know, common culture might kind of understanding as or commonly called mirage men within, you know, the parapolitics world and essentially the idea being is they would uh they would find individuals within these ufo groups they would they would i guess not necessarily pretend because they actually were uh they would a lot of times tell them they were government agents maybe make up other lies as well but it's pretty common they tell them they were government agents they were on their side whatever and we're going to give you special info um and from there we're gonna um (laughs) and from there we're gonna um, kind of and yes, for, and we're going to give you special info. So they're feeding them information to try to keep them going. Um, and yes, do, 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 do. yeah, yeah. yeah, Sorry, I'm a little scatterbrained. Uh, still feel a little like shit. But anyways, yes. Yeah, so they would f- feed them these info, try to try to get kind of foster their their this ideas, give them false info, try to keep sending them down these weird weird in lines of of inquiry or belief. And yes, yeah, so that's what they do. And also on top of that, they would start. The Feds were essentially funding uh, movies and you know things that were portrayed themselves as non-fictional documentaries. Uh, and to uh, and typically the the idea being to take things. Uh, claims that were kind of weak and really make them take essentially make mountains out of molehills. So, say, the idea of say there was some farmer somewhere who made a report of seeing a light somewhere, the idea would be that you know the government would fund some group to make a you know non fictional documentary or a or some sort of or a movie, a fictionalized movie to make it seem like it was this grand big thing. So, the idea being is it kind of makes them seem like not a very credible realm. And, you know, they kind of ran with these to kind of, you know, f- throw people off. Um, and this later led to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the idea being here they like, this further discredits the movement uh, by, you know, kind of sending these people down this line, making them seem crazy, uh, you know, they, they discredit the movement uh, to the eyes of the non-believers, quote-unquote. But on the flip side, the individuals who are already inundated in this move, this just kind of drew them, drove them further and further into essentially and into, into some people, literally drove them crazy. And well, there are examples of this that we will get into in the following one. Uh, this led to, in 1960 and 1966, there were congressional hearings... And from that, they, you know, we determined that uh, the, <laughs> the the government determined, oh, everything was in the up and up. The government's doing everything right. There's nothing wrong going on. And of course, this all this did was fuel uh, the U.F. Moment movement even further, uh, create more fertile ground, and, and in turn, made more fertile ground for the Feds uh, to infiltrate even further. Uh, which, I mean, I know, uh, you know, before I learned a lot of this stuff, that that was something that would be fresh in your mind. People would think about. Or in my mind, you you would see these videos of like the congressional hearings or or this colonel or so and so with all these different stories. And you're like, oh, my God, this is like literally in Congress they're talking about. It's like, oh, my God, that's crazy, uh, which I think a lot of people are starting to see the light here now with the more recent stuff that's come out that's been a little bit. It's just been too on the nose. I think people are kind of, it didn't pass a sniff test for a lot of people. But the idea being that like, yeah, we see those and we go, whoa. And you're kind of like, oh my God, maybe there is something there. And it kind of drives you. And I'm not saying there isn't something there. It's just saying that they're kind of creating this uh, this circus uh, uh, going on here to kind of, and that which in the end, all it really does is kind of redirects energy away from where they want you to look. Um, all right. And then later, uh, boo, 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 uh, after these hearings—the 1960 and 1966 hearings—the Air Force contracted with the uh, with the University of Colorado uh, to to essentially create this entity that they was the idea was the, the public idea was to be an independent investigatory committee. Uh, you know to look into these things to probably to some extent I assume to make it seem like hey we're the government and we're we're looking in these claims we hear you people but really in all reality what they were doing is they were uh, they were using this to discredit and debunk UFO people. Uh, and then also, they were devising methods to further the craziness, essentially, uh, you know, like I was kind of getting before, where, the, you know, to drive people crazy or to just kind of make them seem not credible to the outside, to send these people down these crazy rabbit holes that have no real merit. But because people were starting from a false starting point with this disinfo they were being fed, it kind of drove them nuts uh but yeah that's all i have for this one uh sorry if i was a little bit manic uh like i said i've been feeling so great uh and you know i'm not used to doing solo episodes probably just slowed down my talking a little bit but <laughs> i will get better at these as i go along i'm gonna i'm gonna probably do a few i don't know maybe like four or five six more of these ones uh with with uh you know with an aberration there's some ones that just kind of interested me and I find it useful for me to be able to retain this information if I kind of you know do a presentation like this even if it's not so great but I don't know you guys can be a judge it let me know how if you like these solo episodes either way I'm gonna keep doing them uh, somewhat occasionally here and there uh, I need to need to expand my my uh, my arsenal uh, <laughs> of abilities I can't only do conversation uh, but, yeah, uh, if you guys uh, have any questions, feel free to, or you know, any thoughts. Oh, I do want to, guys, give you a little bit of warning. Like I said, in the next episode, I'll be going to individual people. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know a lot of you guys out there, uh, you know, especially in the OKC stuff or the alien stuff. You guys, there's there's a lot of Bill Cooper guys. I'm just going to give you a warning right now. You may not like the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know just just saying and i i don't even know a ton about bill cooper i just know what from what i've read in here uh but yeah I'm not gonna lie, it kind of sounds like a kook to me it, but you know i don't know, i don't know, whatever you guys can let me know your thoughts now and then also on the future one uh let me know why that's not the case or why it is the case i'll be interested to hear your thoughts just cuz i'd like to learn more of them than just one you know cuz you know obviously this book was written by wendy painting and so i'm sure she has her own thoughts about cooper I will say from what she presented, it seemed like I don't really know how there's much of a decent argument for why he wasn't some crazy kook, but I don't know. Well, you guys let me know. Let let, let me know if you you think otherwise. But anyways, like I said, this is the No Way Jose Show. You can find us on YouTube, all major odd pucketers, Rumble as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Jose if you want to send me this angry messages knowing that I'm getting ready to probably say mean things about your buddy bill cooper or 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 whatever if you have any thoughts about these episodes let me know uh yeah if you want to support me patreon.com snowy jose 2020 like share subscribe comment all that good stuff Uh, you know once again apology to my patrons that uh, i was a little slow on this one i'll try to do a little better i'm gonna my schedule's picking back up just on these holidays i kind of threw it off and the sickness made it even worse uh yeah but all right guys thank you and that we are out